Hello, hello, and welcome to this, the first edition of the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast for season 2022. My name is Sean Peterbudge, and I'm joined, as always, by the big Faber Ganoush. Faber Ganoush. Buongiorno, ragazzi. There we go. Where are we recording from? Uh, we are at the top of the uh, legend stand. You might be able to hear a bit of feedback in the background of some work going on just for a change. <laughs> I was going to say, they've finally started working at the uh, the construction site where the old uh, Dick Pratt stand used to um, used to be. There was not a lot of work going on for much of the Very little. practice match Very we just little, saw. Yeah. Um, not uncommon though. Uh, but yeah, look, we're here. We obviously tuned in, came in, uh, had a look at the practice game this morning against the Saints, which we will uh, be well aware the boys obviously won by seven points. A bit of good, a bit of bad, a bit of in between to come out of that one. Um, we'll have a chat about that. We'll also just have a chat about a bit of the comings and goings uh, down at the club throughout the off season whilst we've been away. Um, I mean, there's been no shortage, Fab, of Carlton news coming out of the club and covered by all sorts of wonderful podcasts. They're like gremlins these days. That's it. Don't get them wet. There's a rule if you're starting a Carlton podcast. There's three rules. <laughs> because don't feed them after midnight, don't expose them to direct sunlight, and don't get them wet. Because they'll multiply. We're the gremlin that's in the fridge having to <laughs> smoking a dart. Seriously, the Carlton fan community, jokes aside, are so incredibly blessed to have there, there are certain clubs that have got maybe one outlet maybe maybe two but maybe one there's in a new in North Melbourne's case they've got one supporter <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> he does a started. podcast for himself don't get me started at North Melbourne it's Gaza uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah so we are truly now one of just another Carlton podcast yep. and it is great to be back on deck for 2022 we are not joined today by the good doctor Tim Davis uh, Tim again prioritising his livelihood uh, couldn't make it to the game he prioritised employment um, which I mean, I get it. I get where he's coming from. Um, you know, putting aside obviously his you know fleeting commitment to the pod. I mean, I understand, but at the same time, shows us where his priorities are. He did savage the text. Yeah, he was giving us play-by-play updates for a game that we were at. We were actually at the game. <laughs> we can see everything. He wanted to be part of it. Um, we didn't give him a lot probably after half time. To I, be I don't honest. think I've, I've texted anything. So. Um, but we do miss him. We do miss him. How do you reckon, just briefly, we asked a bit of uh, throwback on the old Zoom H5 recorder. Back in the day, we used to record on this bad boy. Yep. Um, this is how we first did the podcast before graduating to the Roadcaster Pro. How do you reckon Tim would go with his mic discipline? No headsets. We went to the headsets. Yeah, and Tim I'm used to the headsets now because like, I'm almost struggling to hear you because I'm so used to having the, the, can, good. the cans get, over the ears. You get the feedback. He does, he does wander. He's better with the mic in hand. He's not too bad. But when we initially started, we had the mic stands, mm. and the mic stand wouldn't move. But Tim would be on. He'd be uh, on the other side of the room. Yeah. He'd be crouching. He'd start wheeling, wheeling back on the chair. Even with the headset, so the headset has the mic on the the boom, the little boom arm, and the microphone just sits in front of your mouth. He even struggles with that. Mm. It's baffling. <laughs> uh, but shout out imagine to Tim you. as an NFL coach. Oh, they want to get the plays off in time. <laughs> oh, what was that, Timbo? The good Timbo, doctor. come through. Timbo, speak doctor. into the mic. You know, even when you call him, I call him like on the way home from work or, you know, sometimes just for a chinwag or what have you. And I'm like, Tim, I can't hear you. You need to speak into the phone. Yeah, he strikes me as the sort of person who would leave the phone on a countertop yep. and then just walk around it. 
It's good to you. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll go through what have you been up to, just touch base with you, how you're going, make, you know, get through the formalities as we, we like to do. When was the last time we recorded? Was that um, the Prez? The Prez episode? Yeah, probably. So, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've actually taken time off from, from not caring, but mm. like I've detached from, from life, your friends. Not Carlton specifically, you know, I haven't detached from life. Mm. You know, I've, you know, we had a good Christmas break. We went away for a bit. I was disappointed when you revealed that in the off season, you mute the Prendercast chat. Yeah, I mute the chat. I, I rarely go on Twitter. If I go on Twitter, I'll tweet, but I won't check what anyone else has said. I, and I very rarely check comments. Um, yeah, it's just good to sometimes just let the off season be an off season, and you know, not you know, you know, we absorb, you know, we really you know delve into a season. I think you know, sometimes the break. Obviously, doing this, you, you have to, you know, be over a lot of things. It's just sometimes you just need to. But sometimes a break is a break. Like sometimes there's just nothing happening. No. Nah. And, this, and from a Carlton perspective or, or whatever it might be, there's actually nothing worth talking about. Yep. Or, you know, really engaging with. But obviously now that the football... Apart from the AFLW, obviously, which we will... Is that on your run sheet? No. Add it to the run sheet. Do you have thoughts on that? I don't. haven't watched a single minute of well, it. Well, what the fuck are you want me to say about I'm it I'm you said nothing's been happening. I said, except for the AFLW, although I have not been across it. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff happening in that space. Not a lot of it great. Probably going to have a new coach. Talk about that. Yep. Um, I've actually got one bone to pick with you, Fab. Yep. And I, I want to put this on the record because you and I have been at each other's throats lately. Have we? Yeah. I mean, okay. that, I mean that's not that's status quo type stuff for us. Yes. But I want our listeners to know this. You know, they've been riding the wave with me now for a while about you making phone calls and what time you're making these phone calls. And yep. Blah 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 blah. My hard and fast rule: eight thirty. You show very. It used little to be re- nine o'clock. You show very little respect for the eight thirty. I really don't care. Yeah. You show very little yep. respect. I've made it abundantly clear in the past that I do not want to be called past eight thirty. If you call past eight thirty, I'm not answering. I want to extend this. I want all our listeners to be on the same page as me now. And when <laughs> send you, this to the listeners. Nobody called me. When when you, nobody get in touch with me at all. When you you listen to this, you'll know that whether you agree with this policy or not, I'm just putting it out there for everyone, so it's on the table, and we can hold Fab to a set of standards that we all agree upon. If you call me and I do not answer, I am not screening your call. I am otherwise unable to answer the phone for whatever I've the reason never, may be. I've never Shut said up. you screened my calls. Shut up. If the issue is important, leave me a voicemail, voice to text, leave me a, send me a message. So we had an issue the other day with the ticketing. You were concerned and, and you had some ticketing queries for today's game. That's fine. So you tried to ring me. I wasn't able to pick up the phone. You cracked the shit, said I didn't call you back. Just say with a text... Hey, just trying to get some tickets. Uh, can you give me a hand? No, just call me back. Just, yeah, I'm not calling you back. I've been above. We've been over this several times. If you do not tell me that the issue is important or urgent, I'm going to take it as you just calling me for a chinwag. Okay, I, which is I can fine. Accept, I can accept that. Which is fine. I can accept that. I, I rang like, you twice. So I like a, having a chinwag. The double, yeah, the double when, ring no, shows When you the say urgency. you rang me twice, you yes. did the double barrel. That's right, which means fucking answer the phone. No, it could just mean that you're in the car and you're lonely and you want to chat. Which is what happens a bit. So you're like, you're like my cousin Simon. You, you never actually answer the phone. Well, I don't want to talk to anyone. Well, I, 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 we've been through this, <laughs> so I won't call. Uh, and then you get lonely. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's, I think I'm, that's a price I'm willing to pay. Uh, pay. Um, I've got all these ideas that if Tim was here, we were going to have a new segment. <laughs> Tim's not here. 
Sean's got the notes. It's got Ask Tim. It does. <laughs> you can't do that. I've got a whole bunch of stuff. I'll, I'll answer them for Tim. Okay, okay. No, no. So I've got a, we've got a new segment idea. G'day, Sean. Always a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure. <laughs> what else does he say? You sit there and you go. <laughs> <laughs> he does do that. He does say that I a hadn't lot. Picked, I hadn't picked that up. He's, you sit there and you go. You sit there and you go. That's one of Tim's favourites. I think I might have Did said Did you just it. add a bit of kingy to Tim? <laughs> <laughs> you sit there and you go, what's his one word? <laughs> um, we had a we had a spat with uh, Kinney, obviously later later in the year or last year at some stage. I love how you use we. Yeah, it was just me. <laughs> it was just me. Anyway, I got a new segment. I was gonna I was gonna debut it with Tim here with a group of us, but we'll we'll give it a road test. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. So it's a new segment. It's not about football. It might be about football. Yep. But it's just a bit of light-hearted Prendergast patter, as we say. Which is that's basically. The best parts of the show, well, pretty much. Yeah, until we um, become a good football team. <laughs> so it's called Deal Breakers. Deal Breaker. Okay. So basically, the premise is every one of these questions will start the same. So yeah. they start Deal Breakers. You start dating someone and they're really great. You meet them. Doesn't matter how you meet them, but you meet them and they're fantastic. Yep. And they're smart and they're funny. They're just brilliant in every single way. You get along with them so well. You're thinking to yourself, Jesus Christ, I have lucked out here. Yep. This person is absolutely outstanding. Okay. And then we'll come up with a particular scenario that is that. Oh, so a, this isn't the okay. Is yep. that a deal breaker yes. for you? Yeah. yeah. Is so, them going to the bathroom with the door open a deal breaker? Yeah, exactly right. So you, you've you've met them, you're dealing with them, you're liking what you're seeing, and then yep. you see something. Yep. That makes you go, is that a, is that a flag? Is this a worry for me? Like when you find out your girlfriend's a Collingwood supporter, do you? That's a great example. So this is from. What a, do you do? Do you go on and? This is a great example. Marry her and. And then let, let one of your children... And let one of your children... Oh, yeah. So I've got one for you here, okay? So this is from a January 4th, 2022 article that appeared on metro.co.uk. We'll loosely describe it as a newspaper. This is the article, okay? So you've met this girl. She's absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. You think in the world of her, Jesus Christ, I've lucked out. Then you find out that she sells her own farts in a jar. I saw this. And she makes £38,000 a week. Yep. And if that's not more, you don't know about this. And the reason, the way you find out, is because after one particularly grueling session, stock fulfilment, she ends up in the hospital because she she thought she was, I quote, having a stroke. Is that a deal breaker? I, I saw this. So Stephanie Matto recently shed light on an unusual look. stream of income, explaining how she utilised her two hundred sixty thousand strong following uh, to sell farts in a jar for £756 per jar. Um, and then she, there's actually a funny story here where she, she ended up in the hospital because she had too much um, beef with black bean. Dead set. She came down to Ming's. Dead set. Um, so, yeah, so is that a deal breaker for you? You find out she's making good money doing this. It, it's a deal breaker only in the sense that how does she discover? Which just creepy weirdos that follow her on social media. So you reckon people DM... Absolutely. What's her name? Stephanie. People have DM Stephanie and said, can you fart in a jar and send it to me? Yeah. And then she's gone. And then she's probably done it and she's probably put out going, oh, look what such and such fab, fab's asked if I could do this for him and whatever. And then some other creepy weirdo, Tim, has come in and been like, I'll buy one. Tim, buy a slab? <laughs> <laughs> Goes, can I get a six-pack? So you're saying... 
I don't, I don't, yeah, it's still yeah, brave. Because it, yeah. it's, it's, it's got weirdo written all over it. So here goes. Stephanie, 31, recalled how she consumed three protein shakes and a huge bowl of black bean soup in one day before feeling that, quote, something was not right with the pressure in her stomach. Yeah. It's I, gas. I'd imagine so. You're probably a small person. You've consumed far too much. There she is holding one of the jars. So she's effectively like BOC. She's, she's basically bottling... Gas. Yes. Shout out to Andy Buck. Shout out. Shout out to Andy Buck. So that's a deal breaker for you? Yeah, definitely. She's making 38,000 pounds a week. A week? Fuck. That's a fly in the ointment. That's like, that's good money. That's very good money. Pounds, too. That's, that's, yeah, no, but that's could you uh, live off? She, so, she, okay, okay. Yeah, but. Okay, I've got one for you. So to sustain the so business, she, Sean, gonna, she'd be on the protein shakes. Okay, she's going to share the lifestyle that this farting enterprise gives her with you. She's got no problems about sharing it. She's not squirreling away the money or protecting it. She's sharing the lifestyle with you. Good inside 50 from Ed Kerno just then. Look at him get around the boys. Good, good energy. Good, good. That's good to see. So she's going to share the lifestyle with you. She's making 38,000 pounds a week. Yes, and, but the lifestyle would include an extreme amount of flatulence. Yeah, you're not necessarily always exposed to that. Yeah, well... Trust me. Okay, look, I'll, I'll put it on the table. I'd have misgivings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard no from me. It's a hard no? Hard no. It's a soft no from me, <laughs> depending on how it goes. So that's, that's a little bit of a, an well, appetizer. soft, John, that could be an <laughs> occupational hazard. <laughs> it's a little bit of a soft uh, interest into, uh, into deal breakers. If you come across any classic, I would suggest scouring... What if she followed through? In the jar. Is, is, does she up the, the, the rate, or does she start again? Would she need my help to jar the farts? You wouldn't think so. Because you'd be, you'd imagine it would be cheeks right up to the jar, in, and then you'd have to very quickly lid. The way gases work, Sean, it, it, it ain't. But like people are not getting. Do you reckon she freezes the jars? Does that keep them? I don't know what how. The bigger question here, to be what honest. What is it, with, methane? This is just. What, what is human? To be honest, this is a supply and demand issue at its heart. The fact that there is a demand the, the at all. The fact that there is a demand for it. She's worrying. She's just meeting market market forces. Um, all right, fantastic. That's a first go around. If you have any more of these deal breakers for us, get in if touch. If you're still listening. Yeah, if, you, if you've made it through that, um, we'll see how that goes in the future. But if Could you, you imagine Tim Tim's analysis on that one would have been brilliant? Yeah, that's why I went with that first. Because he would have gone. We love him. We love him. And I want to state, we love him. He can waffle. The Waffle King. He's the Waffle King. Abe Froman. Abe Froman. <laughs> the Waffle King of Donvale. We'd um, still be talking about that. We talked about it for a the while. The type of jars. The type of jars. Yeah, would they be like like ornate? Would they be like Baroque style? You'd need the rubber seal yeah, around. To, see, these are a lot of things. It'll like, be airtight. Stephanie would have considered this. But even... even Where's she getting these jars? But if you get a bit of temperature variation, obviously the shrinking of the uh, the rubber membrane. Seal. And what about the product? how she's shipping them? Imagine you, how pissed off would you be if you got your package, you opened it up, and the jar was all shattered. What do you do with it? Well, that's it. It's it's a really one-and-done type product, isn't it? You un- unseal the jar, have a whiff, and think, oh, I don't know, is that good or is it bad? I don't Beef know. Even black thing. That's, that's Mings, if I know me. <laughs> that smells like Mings, all right. That bird's back that did a big shit before. <laughs> yeah, there was a bird in the third quarter at the top of the legend stand that unleashed an almighty... It was a torrent. 
And there would have been people underneath that. Yeah, someone got shat on. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're at the game today. We'll talk a little bit about the football in general. Um, yep. I've got some notes here. We'll probably jump around a little bit because I'm on the phone. I don't have the big screen to work with. Um, the big, big talking point, obviously, out of the season so far, pre-season for us, is Sam Walsh's injury. Who knows what's happening? A little bit of chatter with regard to him potentially being back sooner than we thought. How big a blow is it for us? It doesn't get bigger. Look, oh, it, sorry, sorry. It does get bigger, as in the severity of the injury, the type of injury, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But as far as who sustained the injury, it's it sets us back. It doesn't allow us to enter round one. I know people are going to be saying you try to peak for finals and that stuff, but we our biggest, to, we our, our biggest well. issue has been for the last five, six years is just we don't start well. No, we get behind the eight ball. And, and I think as a club where we're at, that should be our aim, to hit round one almost in peak condition. And see, people would think that's short-sighted, but it's. I think it's realistic in that... It sounds silly, but... From a mental point of we view need to alone... Get the, mate, we need to get the monkey off the back. We haven't beaten Richmond since 2013 final. It's, it's a long time. Look, the one game in isolation doesn't bother me and it's as opposed all to all four points are worth the same all that crap you go absolutely a month into the season you know if we and still you can, and you need to pick off a win fair being fair going Richmond aren't a premiership team I don't think anymore so Timbo reckons they're going to be harder to beat this year than in previous years he reckons the complacency of being the premier the shortened pre-season benefited us as opposed to this year where they've Basically, have the same preseason we have. Is there any science behind that opinion, or it's just Tim's opinion? Just, just he Tim, is the doctor. He's got the aura. He's just got a sense of things. But I, I understand what you're saying. Look, hopefully in 2022 we are better insulated against losing this type of player. We'll speak a little bit more about him later. But um, Adam Chera was probably the big ticket item out of today's yep. game. Um, did a lot of things really nicely. Kicked a couple of very classy goals. The frustration is he was meant to be supporting Walsh. Yes. Not stepping into Walsh's shoes for three, four, five, six weeks. It was, well, you got Walsh, you got to watch out. you got Cripps, you got to watch out. And then this guy's going to be a handful as well. It's the Judd Murphy-Gibbs thing. You yeah. can't contain all of them. And If they all fire. The minute Juddy arrived was Murphy's best season. That, well, se- that season. Yeah, because the I think, I think he won the best of Ferris, didn't he? Look, uh, no, well, Judd won it. Judd won in his first three. But Murphy was a mainstay in the top three. Yep. But no, 100%, because people's... people's you um, can't... You attention goes, tag. we've got to tag Judd. Mm. We've got to contain Judd. If we don't contain Judd, he'll tear us mm. up. And if Murphy or, or Gibbs get off the, the chain, then uh, good luck Good luck shuffling that, that match-up. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's just it robs us of an opportunity to really hit the season. It's, you know what's frustrating too? Because you go, we're humming along... You know, we're looking okay. Charlie's back out there. That's great. You know, fair being fair, you can afford to lose. If you hear that, and I'm not, I'm just plucking a name out of here, but if you hear that, oh, Sam Ramsey's done a syndesmosis, you go, oh, it's bad luck for the guy. Mm. Get it right and hopefully yeah, he returns. Goodness, but when it's yeah. your best player, you go, and, that, and that's, I think that's the thing. And people are at pains to be that overly optimistic, you know, one in, one out, you know. And a lot of people said it. Like, you know, we interacted you know who, with a lot. You know who did say it? Who? Tim Davis. Who? Tim Davis. Yeah, Timbo. Timbo is very glass Timbo half needs, full. Yeah, but Timbo's Timbo's got one of those those 
cups where the resin actually mm. goes halfway up the glass. He's very so it's permanently half full. Yeah. And and that's what we love about him. Um, I think you know there's a, there's times where you and I can be a little bit pessimistic, but um, and Timbo brings that balance. But happening to your best player, having Harry not at his peak. And we need you touched on it. We need the confidence of belief to start the season well, to get a win, to get ourselves off the mark, underway, let's go. And that I think that's momentum. We need to actually have that before we get any confidence. It's, and it, when you it, lose... It plays a massive part. Particularly where we've been as a club, not even just as the 22 as a team. You go to the game and you walk away thinking, you know, we're 0-1 for the eighth ninth year in a row. And then you go, fuck, Nick, next week's... Look at the Collingwood game in 2021. We played really well against Richmond, just came up short. We play Collingwood the next week, and you go to that thinking, look, last week was disappointing to lose, but, geez, we look pretty good. We'll get the pies, one and one. Let's go. Yep. How'd that go? Yep. 0-2, oh you're going, shit. And then the next week you get 3-0. Fortunately, we had a good win. But you're kind of going, geez, if you can turn that, you go 2-1, and one, and you're 3-1. and one. And then all of a sudden, you're just giving yourself a bit of breathing room. So, look, fingers crossed with Walsh. It's on the less severe side. Who knows? For real, we'll obviously have to wait and see. He's already back in the gym, um, which just shows you the type of oh, professional he is. So um, there will uh, be no stone left unturned. No, no, and he'll be champing at the bit to get back as early as he possibly can. So, but um, What do you reckon in terms of a pass mark for us this year? There was a tweet last night where someone said we should win 12 games, and I thought way back when 12 games was a disastrous result. I know, but if we won 12 games, I'd, 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 People would be, I'd happy. be happy. People would be but, really um, happy. I, to be honest with you... I, we, we are between 6th and 12th. If everything goes right, we're like... I think if everything goes right and like we just go, wow, blow the doors off, yep. I think we're a 13 or a 14 win season. God, you said win and not placed. But I mean, if, if, yeah. if you sit there and go, at the end of the year, injuries have been okay, mm. you know, form's been good, we've got a bit of luck here and there. Mm. We could, you know, you go 14 wins, you'd go, geez, that's amazing. But by the same time, the margins, I think, are so so small for us. I think 12 wins is sort of the break even. Whether that gets you a bottom part yeah. of the eight, you have to wait and see. I think if we are in that six to 12 bracket, but with a, you scare me every time you look at that. No, I'm, just, I'm looking at the battery. I'm, just making I'm letting sure you know. If it ain't recording, we're not doing a re-record. Ah, <laughs> uh, the good old days where we'd get. 40 if we're minutes in, into if we end up 12th, but we're competitive amongst that that group of teams, and our percentage is and, good. And you know, you know, a game or two here or there, and it would have like put us up two or three spot. I'm not going to go. This was a horrible season. We have to, we have to legitimately be a chance to play finals. You know, I think that's we the don't thing. necessarily have to play finals to say, oh, it's been a. I, I, I agree. But I if think, we're not a chance, I think once we get to that back part of the year, we have to be a really, really legitimate. Round sixteen, we must be in the mix. In the mix to be, and even you sell it in the mix to be like, even, even sixth, hmm. where you're like that's a home final depending on who your yeah, opponents are. We have to be in the mix yep. to be there or thereabouts come September, and then once you get to there, who knows what can happen. Um, Big year four. I've got a couple of notes here. It's a big year four down at the Carlton Football Club. Yep. I think it's a massive year for Brad Lloyd. Yep. You know, we spoke about him at times throughout the course of last year. We spoke about him with the Luke Sayers interview. He was obviously found to have been stepped on. Yeah. There were some roadblocks put in his way. Now it's 
he doesn't have that. He can't go into a season-ending review again in a bad position and say it wasn't. Yeah. So he's been given for, so, for whatever the internal. And hopefully, for his sake, mm. it, it it was those roadblocks that didn't allow him to fulfil his his role. But I hope that he feels as well now, like the football program is entirely his remit. Um, with that comes a level of pressure and expectation. He, he has survived. He had the, the quasi-semi-review in 2020. We had the big review last year, and you're like, well, you've survived both of those, so that's a pat on the back for you. But at the same time, it is a warning yep. that if things don't go well again, then, well, it's probably you yep. that's in a bit of trouble. So it's a big year for him. He's got full control. And let's, let's just put it on the table. We want oh. him to succeed. Oh, I don't want to start 2022. We're not starting this... I'm not starting a witch hunt. The Ian Prendercast, I don't like him and don't like that. We want everybody within this football club to succeed. That's it. And fair being fair, like I said, we, we have had some major issues off-field administratively and in terms of the, the There must running. be a gale on the way because Paul Sebastiani has just put on the biggest winter coat of all time. I think he might just be getting ready to make tracks. He's been rocking that polo shirt. He's looking fit. He's looking fit. He's looking real fit. He came over and said hello to us yep. earlier. Yep. He, he's, um, his chest arrived about four minutes before he yeah, did. Yeah, that came. That, that sent an emissary before saying these rock-hard pecs are on the way. <laughs> uh, but no, he's looking real good. He's not making a move. He's just put that coat on. No, he's. Um, I think he's bunkering in for the day. I think he's working. There you go. He's working out of the legislature today. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not as confident as he is with that, that eye. What do they call it? An iMac? iBook? Yeah, yeah. That's going to have the battery. Battery, battery life could be a bit, could yeah. be a question mark there. Hopefully, he's got a charger. Yep. Um, yeah. Look, as I said, with 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 uh, Brad Lloyd, we obviously have had some serious issues off field administratively in our football department with regard to hiring and performances and the like. And as as the GM of footy, that is his remit. So, you know, if we have another underperforming year in that area, that's a real concern. Yep. Um, the other one that falls under that is clearly Jack Russell. From what yep. I understand, it is the last year of his very, very lucrative contract. Yep. We simply, and this isn't, people come for injuries and if Sam Walsh rolls his ankle in a tackle, we're not hanging it on Russell. No. What we're hanging on Russell is any potential delays or issues with rehab yep. and returns and transparency with regard to reporting. It's about knowing where the limit is of certain players. And you might not know that in year one, but pre-season stress-related injuries or load management stuff is his domain. He has to be over that. You know, and you look at the injury list and not all of them again. What's Harry got? A hot spot in his foot or something? Well, someone said he had some scar tissue on his shoulder and I heard Brad Lloyd talk about it. That's fine. They said it was... was he, had to, he has to have it covered up because he's got some scar tissue. But Brad Lloyd spoke about it today. He said something, and he, he only spoke about his shoulder. And I'm thinking, now the foot is why he's missing. Didn't mm. he say the other day it's the foot? Yeah. So, look, it's just a big year for him uh, because as we're at pains to stress, he's on big, big money. He was bought in to be. AR, you're talking about? Yeah, yep. yeah. He was bought in to be a difference maker. He was bought in to be a point of difference. Um, in terms of return on investment, you contrast what we've got out of a couple, three years now, going on four years of Andrew Russell, with what Melbourne got out of Darren Burgess. Yep. And they would have been on similar money. You know, Burgess transfer. Did you know Burgess, was it Liverpool? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. If, didn't. You, if you didn't know that, tune in to SEN. They'll tell you every 15 minutes. Like, hey, we've, we've, you know what else? If you listen to SEN. As the bells chime at St. Pat's Cathedral, they'll tell you <laughs> that Darren Burgess comes from Liverpool. This, I've got a game for you. Next time SEN do a bit of an open call, they want people to ring in and tell them what books they're reading. I've got a, I've got an open call for you. I'm putting three down, okay? So next time SEN do a whole thing about 
Um, you know, anyone read any good books lately? You know, what do you reckon? You got any recommendations? Someone will ring up. I'll give them ten minutes. And Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis. That'll <laughs> get a mention. Open by Andre Agassi will get a mention. And what's the last one, Fab? Uh, sneaker Dogs. Whatever it is, Shoe Dog or whatever Sh- it is. The Phil Knight story. Yeah. Those three are a dollar one to be mentioned. <laughs> they're the, unbackable. To, just to be the SEN audience's book picks. And those books are each like decades old. It's like there's been more books released since fucking Andre Agassi's book. If one of you ring up and tell the story about him worrying about his wig falling off, Jesus Christ. Um, big, big year as well. Obviously, Mitch McGovern. Huge for brackets. Huge year. Did some okay things today. Played back. Yep. Did some okay things. A little bit concerned about his man-on-man work. We'll talk was, about that briefly. I was going to say, when, when there's support around him, he looks, oh, he looks okay, looks comfortable. When he needs to make decisions about zoning off and so forth, he eats. How we'll miss Jones is that Oscar McDonald today was trying to do a bit of the man-on-man and McGovern was trying to do the zone off, whereas yep. Jones used to do both. Yep. Not, not always spectacularly, but... You kind of went, we're trying to have two guys do the role that Jones used to do. I know it is difficult. Um, that'll be a big watch this space, but a huge year for McGovern, obviously last year of his contract. I know listeners love listening in and hearing the optimism and hearing, you know, all the good stuff. And we will, there'll we're, be plenty mate, of optimism. Don't I, you worry I am, about it. If someone needs to piss I am on- pumped and I want to start, I'll, I'll preface this statement by saying, I doubled down, Ooh. I texted Terry. The aesthetic, the aesthetic beast. The aesthetic beast. We had a bit of a group chat last year about the start of the season and so forth. When was, maybe a bit I, when the fixture well, I came out. I was not in this group chat. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. I said. Oh, maybe going, I was. I don't know. We're going, and I said we're going four, four and zero. Oh. Turtle from Honorage. <laughs> Fab's just getting a phone call. Um, and I said we're going four zero to start the season. Ooh, that was a big call. I've doubled down, so I am optimistic that even with the Walsh injury. I'm optimistic that we're going to have a good start to the season. We are look. We so are. I've prefaced that we are better placed to cover the loss of Walsh. Yes. The loss of Walsh is 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 massive. Yep. But we are better placed Between in Chera 2022. Between Chera and Hewitt, and even guys Dow's having a run around yep. just at the moment. But the, you know, there's there's a lot of guys. There's more guys this year that could come in and, and cover. And you're hoping that you know Will Setterfield did a couple of okay things today. He wasn't spectacular. That's my he did a nomination of, for it's a big year. For it is a massive year for Setters. Um, um, so I've prefaced that my optimism is up there. I'm not a Johnny Raincloud. Look, this is the thing. We can't, we can't stress this enough. Nobody would be happier than you and me and our listeners and whatever for us to be like recording and saying everything's great. Yeah. Fucking how good was that? Yeah. We beat St Kilda by 170 points. Kept them scoreless. But I did mention to you in the last quarter, a comment. I won't use the exact words that I used. Yep. I wouldn't be relying on Oscar McDonald to be anything. You you said everyone thought he was Wayne Carey based on a five-minute cameo against he had, the Tigers. He had a quarter of football, and then we didn't see him again, and somehow we've locked him away as yet. We've found something. I think the expectation should be that he is still that delisted player that we've picked up. Break in case of emergency. If we're trying to replace Moneyball style, is one of your phrases. Yep. If we're trying to replace... Liam Jones with Mitch McGovern and Oscar McDonald, that's a worry. I just look. I, we, I don't mind Mitch McGovern 
playing a defensive role. We spoke about it off pod. But not, and not obviously both. Plowman didn't play today like, as no, another like defensive play. option. But we, we spoke about this in that very same... He's, he's not playing in the twos now either, I is he? I don't think so, no. Um, we spoke about it in that, that very same conversation that... Why? Look, very inopportune time to lose Liam Jones when we did after trading and, and whatnot. Yep. And might have even been after the draft. I'm just trying to yeah. get my ducks in a row. Yep. We should have just gone. We As a stopgap, we spoke about this in the Luke Sayers interview. We were probably going to have to replace Jones or very seriously put the wheels in motion to replace Liam Jones this time next year anyway. Yep. You know, at the end of this season to kind of go, what's the long-term view here? We'll know a lot more about uh, Marchbank at the end of this season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was probably a conversation we had to have anyway. In the short term, we should have just scoured the VFL, the Sandville, the Waffle. Who's the best key defender that we could literally just go and pick up for yep. nothing? Yep. And they're a stopgap. Because surely they, surely they are as better a, than Oscar McDonald as a pure, as a pure defender. defender. Even at that level, as just a body to stand there and to wrestle. What was Oscar initially picked up? Oh, I don't even fucking know. He's just tall. So they all, you know, he's tall. He's got a good so. rig on him. He's, he's, he's built for AFL football. But yeah. He looks like a player. Um, so is uh, not Mason Greenwood. What's Mason Wood. Mason Wood. He's got a, he, when he hits the ball, it makes a great sound around the park. You can hear it. Um, our 2017 draft class, massive year for them, uh, O'Brien and Dow in particular. You know, Lockie had a couple of good moments today. He had a couple of bad moments today. I he had an awesome first quarter, which I missed the entirety see. of. <laughs> I think for him, it's you know what it is for Lockie, and, and you'll find no bigger booster for Lockie O'Brien than me. It's focus. So that one that he dropped at centre half back was, was just a he, focus he, thing. He had it spent before he had it. It was just a focus thing, and there was no, there was none. Oh, he's, he's scared or he's worried. He was literally, no, no. he was literally, I'm marking this beautiful. What am I doing next? Yeah. And you go just focus, and then another one out on the wing again, a back flank. wasn't as bad as that one, but you kind of went just option wise. You're like. Just focus. And then secondly, someone get to him and go, chin up. Because he'd had a really good game to that point. And that's where leadership at the club... Massive. It's, it, it, it lacks in that area. Yeah. It, la- it lacks in get around him, get o- go over to him and yeah. give him a pat on the back and let's go again, come on. Um, and then obviously Paddy Dow having a run around today. I'm not watching much of the game, so I don't know what he's doing. Massive, massive year for him. Um, we need- he seems to be... Operating across half back as a bit of a loose man. I don't really know. He was know. cross half forward when I saw him. He was at our end. Oh, I saw him down the other end. No, he's covering the ground beautifully then, from the sounds of it. <laughs> Sean's gone from I'm not watching to. <laughs> well, I'd, every time I looked up, he was across half forward. Um, but look, massive, massive year for him. We've obviously invested heavily in him. Um, we need to get something out of him. His strengths are fantastic. Um, they are absolutely. AFL quality and very useful we just need to see them much 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 more often um, and I reckon it's a big year for Cripps yeah he can he get back to standalone captain you know Look, he's his been... output last year was still okay more than okay I think for Paddy Cripps he set the bar so high that he will forever be judged against that but you know and the expectation, I think, for some people is for a long, long time there, Paddy, was a big fish in a small pond. Mm. And as Walsh comes in, as Harry wins a Coleman medal, as Chera comes in the door, you know, Weedering starts hitting his straps, you, you sort of look across the board and you're like, you used to be big man on campus. Yep. And you go, now you're, you're not. You can make an argument, you used to be, our, you were our best player. And it was, it was without debate. 
Who's Carlton's best player? I'd rather, I'd rather have the debate. No, but this We're is a better thing. club for it. Uh, no, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But for him reacting to that and evolving with that, I still see some worrying signs today, and I'd love to hear the, the listeners' feedback. I still see some worrying signs about trying to do too much. Trying I, to take I, on too many tackles. Less is more. Less is more. That's How, how many he... times today I saw him, he's clear of a contest. He's, he's done the hard work, and he just holds, on to long, just holds on to it too long. He's looking for another tackle. The one thing that Cripper... He runs back into traffic to get some more contact. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's another he body. Cra- he craves it. If he just becomes that extraction machine... Get the ball to Walsh, to Fisher, to Chera, to Williams running by... Saad running by. You're the most dangerous player. Surely he hasn't bought into that hole. I think he has. The comparison with like Oliver and those guys. Oliver and, and, and the Bond. You know, they, they, they go forward and kick goals. You know, 100% they, they goal I think he has. Mid- I think he's inside his own head. And I think that somebody needs to go to him. You are the most damaging player in the competition at extracting the ball. That should be his nickname. The extractor. You are two metres gained is what we joked about last year. Yeah. You're going backwards. You're handballing the ball the rugby That's style. It. You just produce. You are playing league. <laughs> when you say you're going, you're going backwards, it reminds me every time Adam Saar got the ball, <laughs> he goes two meters to the left. He does. <laughs> Even when there's no one on. He him. does the James Harden searching for the three point line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so with with Paddy Cripps, big year for him. We know what he can do. You just don't overthink it, mate. I'm confident he he rekindles that. He's got the support, so use it. You've got the guys to help you. But but don't also... But even from like a, a selfish point of view, hmm. don't expose your weaknesses. No. Don't... He, like, yeah, you've got the ball, you're out in the open. If someone's running past, handball, handball it. Because if and, you kick it... And you make an excellent, excellent point, particularly if it's Lockie O'Brien, hmm. Zach Williams, Chera, yeah. Saad. If it's, a, if it's a beautiful user of the ball, recognise that, give the ball off. Clearance to Paddy Dow. Love it. Love to see it. That's what we're all about. Um, and what have we got here? Just in terms of an overview, just as well as the club, like I've got a few notes here. And what was interesting out of the game, the best parts of today's game, which was mostly the first quarter, um, I, I thought to myself, no one should look more different in 2022 to 2021 than us. Correct. We should be unrecognisable. And when we got our game going, unfortunately, you were waiting to get into the venue. Um because they had one gate open to service the 3,000, 4,000 strong crowd. But we were hunting the ball brilliantly. We were hunting it in numbers. We were protecting the corridor. Our stoppage setups were a lot more um, discernible yep. and they actually played to our strengths. It was it was a breath of fresh air because we were everything we weren't last year. The Saints obviously made some adjustments, made it harder for us to do that. Credit to them for doing that, which made it much harder for us to play that style of game. Um we were blowing a little bit as well as the game went on, which is understandable. Yeah. We're not going to have any issues with that. First proper hit out of the year. But I just found myself thinking, reputation is what people think of you and character is what you are. Yeah. We spoke a lot about this last year, about putting all the bullshit up on the wall, putting all the naysayers up on the wall, yeah. asking you, you know, what does the competition think of us? Because the competition to this point thinks nothing of us. But the, the team we were in the first quarter today would put a scare through everyone. Yeah. So our reputation isn't that at the moment. We want our character to be that. We've actually got to work hard to get it done. So the positives from today were, were really good. Adam and the thing is, there's that double-edged, not double-edged sword, but that bonus. If, once you achieve that, 
teams start to fear you more, and you, it's you, actually harder to lose. You, you get you get it like an extra kick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. It, No, but it's, it's it's actually it's that classic. You know, once it's harder to get out of the Australian cricket team than it is. People still think of Hawthorne in some small way. They've got the residual glow of now seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, they'll set up good. They'll, yeah. they, they can knock us off. And, what and you're like, you. no, yeah. they're not that team anymore. <laughs> no, they're not. But they're not, but that's that's the passage of time. We had that in the late 90s, early 2000s Luke for a Hodge, bit. Luke Hodges not only retired, he played for another club before <laughs> that. <laughs> they got rid of Mur- uh, Mitchell, Lewis, uh, what's the other guy, Birchall. Ruffhead. Ruffhead, pissed them all off. But we were still that team in a lot of people's minds in the late 90s, early 2000s because we had the residual glow of Ratten and Cooter, uh, Campo was still there, etc., we're, well, as you said, once we can get that that reputation, it'll give us a it'll give us a kick. Absolutely. Where, where teams will sort of start to go, fucking geez, we've got to be careful going in the corridor because mm. they'll if we go in the corridor, if we go between the tram lines there, we're, yeah, they're on us. And so when you try to do it, you do it so cautiously that there's an increased possibility of of error. So that that to me was the highlight today. Early on in the game, our hunt when St Kilda tried to go corridor, when St Kilda tried to go route one, our hunt was absolutely first rate. Absolutely first rate. And it was yep. a difference maker. Um, it was really, really pleasing. Um, I thought, yeah, you know, another little positive. Charlie struggled a bit. He still looks very raw and still looks very unsure of himself. I uh, just love seeing Charlie compete. Yes. Hit the ground. Yes. And get back up. That's it. And that's what I was going to say. So There's no strapping on there. No. He slides for contests. He flies for marks. He, he tackles with his legs. He's planted. Right. His output isn't where it has to be quite yet. But, mate, from where he's come from... He's getting through the game. He, he, he physically looks good. And, and by the end of the game, you're sort of... I don't know about you, but your first couple of contests, you're, you're looking through your fingertips and you're wincing. Hmm. And the more he does it and the more he survives... Yeah. Um, I thought that... Uh, George uh, uh, Hewitt was very impressive early on. Um, had a, it's hard, obviously, games like this because players have quite lengthy spells. Yeah, and you're like, there was a it's, moment like, where's McGovern? He just wasn't on the ground. He just wasn't on the ground. And, and Hewitt started brilliantly, really, really big-bodied guy. He is, and this is what we need. And again, we're not shooting Bambi. You know, we don't have our safari suits on. We're not shooting protected species. Mm. Hewitt replaces Kerno. Yeah. And that needs to happen. Look, to be honest, small, small, small. I don't want to read too much into it, but the fact that Ed's playing with the twos now. And I'm not sure, look, of his, his preparation, if he's had some setbacks or interruptions. He might well have. But... Ed, are you talking about? Yeah. But but Ed... Ed still Kurnow, looks as fit as... He does look very fit. Yeah. But Ed Kerno not getting a game because he's been squeezed out is, is growth. Yeah. It's He has been an unbelievable servant mm. of the football club. Obviously, congratulations on his life and membership. But, but what he would provide to the youth in the twos... Do we want to have our Michael Ed Gibbons is, chat? Ed is that player who, when Lockie O'Brien screwed up yep. on the wing... Yep. Like, we saw it here. Ed, he delivered the ball inside 50. He's the guy... I hate to commentate over a podcast, but he, he ran 30 metres in the wrong direction to get around three or four young players. He's the guy at stoppage that's showing Paddy Dow where he needs to stand. Yeah. You know, he's the guy at stoppage helping out a honey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, helping out a, a young Motlop type. Um, and that is, an, that is an absolute role we spoke about many times. Um, you know, the role that Michael Gibbons could have potentially played for our developing players. Correct. If they had have been really transparent with him and giving him a one-year deal and just said, you're going to be playing twos. 
Yep. But your role is to be... We, we laughed about it. But he's on the list. And you can work his tail off. And guess what? Maybe if he earns it, you, 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 you do but, play seniors. But you be really, really transparent Absolutely. With and you say, your job... Go, if I was Michael Voss or the list manager, I'd say, I want you to win the listing. Is it easier to fuck him off? No, it is. It's easy. It's from, easy. From a, from a, a list management point of view. Oh, 100%. Why have that difficult conversation? Because we will Or have, that awkward conversation when we can just say... You're gone. You're not on our plan. We will have inferior players on our list this year to Michael Gibbons. Absolutely. Who will just predominantly play twos footy, not get anywhere near the AFL team. We need to better delineate the roles and strengths of... players who are worse than Michael Gibbons who will be in the AFL team. Uh, no, but they will. Well, you are, mate, you are a big Michael Gibbons fan. Um... Adam Chero, we mentioned just a bit earlier, just just class, did some really, yeah. really nice things, finished beautifully. He's obviously a left footer, because if he's not a left footer... He just, you know what he did too? Like, he just used the ball, first option, clean, um, really good instinct in that way, really impressed with him. We don't want to labour about him, because he's probably the biggest takeaway from the game, and it'd be a big ticket item in the next week or so, leading into the Melbourne game. Um, and just with the final list spot, Fab, like, we spoke about defenders and the like. I'm going to be on, like... Don't it? Don't bother using it at this point. If we haven't settled on anyone to fill that final list spot, do we have? Can you fill it at any? Well, we can fill it in the mid-season draft. Yeah. I would just wait. I would go. Guys training at the Carlton Reserves, great, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We'll have you play here. Keep an eye on the rest of the state league competitions for what's coming through there. If we haven't committed to taking anyone now on the twenty-fourth of February, mm. don't worry about it. Yeah. And what I think we shouldn't do is. This is going to sound counterintuitive, Sean, but don't just see where we, our, our biggest hole is mm. and plug We're the best gonna... reserves player in that position because they might not be AFL standard well, at no, all. So they're not no. going to get a game anyhow. And especially, we don't want to contradict... So don't just put on another defender because we Liam Jones is missing. We don't want to contradict the point we made earlier about just getting a state league defender, but the point stands. Mm. So ultimately, from the game itself, fantastic effort, obviously, early on, really blew the game open and played some extraordinarily good football. It was fantastic to watch. I was really happy. I was really interested in, um, early in the game, our forward structure without Harry, and this is obviously only an issue when Harry's not there, but we went with quite tall second and third options. We went with, um, uh, what's his name, Kemp. Brody Kemp. We went with, who, who didn't get a lot of the footy but competed well. I thought he contested well, was at least uh, you know a body in the air and, and trying to make something happen. He presented well. And when you had people like Chera and... And Saad hitting up yeah. to him. He, he did present very well. So, And then obviously Cripps was there for a bit and Kennedy was there for a bit as well. And I thought, you've got to be creative because you've got to give the other team, you've got to give your opposition something to worry about. You've got to give them problems in handing over players. Because a couple of times, I don't know the, the Saints guy number 33, I don't know who that is, but he was outsized. Yep. And you're kind of going, that's a great matchup for us. This is a fuck, because he might grab, he might scrag, he'll get worried. If they, he doesn't get the chop out third man back to help him out. It was really, really great to see. And, and I thought some creative forward structure. We didn't have a traditional small at times, which is potentially an issue because it's just good for balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really pleased to see what we, we were creative. Um, the second quarter... Just frustrating, you know, as encouraging as the first was, the second was just frustrating. The Saints made it really difficult for us. And what I thought, going back to the Liam Jones defensive situation, I'll be keen to get your impression of this, Fab. Um, teams will just isolate Wiedering, and I reckon they'll almost be happy to concede that matchup if it means he can't help out the others. Yeah. 
that that'll we've, be we've got to that'll figure be a out huge mechanisms problem. to combat that that'll be a massive problem even if they've got a player as talented and as promising as a ben king or an aaron norton or someone they'll almost be happy to say that's a pure one-on-one and we're almost happy to lose that yep. because the cost you know benefit will be we we can expose mm. mcdonald or mcgovern yeah control Clowman. the up the ground stuff so it doesn't come in if it yeah. comes in even if weeders is on him if up the ground breaks down Weeders ain't stopping anything anyway so it's just it's you're right it's a wasted it's a wasted opportunity for us and if teams pick it up we could be in trouble absolutely because they'll just say isolate him take him deep and we'll have 30 meters of the forward 50 with you know mix and match defenders who and, he can... did, and he did go deep yeah yep a lot of the time and that's what i would do i'd say take him away from the play isolate him He'll probably win the one-on-one or neutralise it. Don't care because we won't necessarily be kicking to that. Yeah. So that's a potential watch this space in the coming weeks, and a really good test of that will be next week, obviously against Melbourne, who have got the weapons uh, and the quality to to give that a pretty good examination. Um, any other thoughts, generally speaking, out of the game itself? Not really. It wasn't. As you said, there was nothing that really stood out. We were a bit messy, a bit unclean in the second half. Um, Fish was playing like he had Crisco on his hands, but still did that. You know, that, that at one point he was playing. There was a passage of play. I don't know who the other Carlton player was, but it was like they were just wearing like Air Force Ones. There was no grip. <laughs> no grip. You think highlight, the highlight was the Will Setterfield on his own. I don't know. He kind of his body just <laughs> failed to function in the right manner. It's, um, the brain just went, oh, I need it. His legs, the left leg did something, and then a couple of minutes later, the right leg did something, and then he stacked it. And it was quite funny, actually. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so, look, some positives to take out of the game, which is good. Uh, the good was good. Um, there wasn't anything that was horrendously bad. We no. showed a bit of growth from last year. We had a little bit more organisation, um, and in that sense, we did see a fair bit of what we want to see. We would like to see more of it, and more of it would probably be vital to win games of senior AFL football. Um, but some really nice signs from the, the, new, the new boys, particularly Chera and Hewitt, both yep. showed that they'll be really good value for us. Um, the Jack, area Jack of the Silvani, ground. Jack Silvani, I thought, played really well as well. He's probably a couple, best on ground. Kicked a couple goals, probably could have had a, one or two more at least. And Rucked, presented all game. Presented all game, showed really good hands. Charlie gets through the game, vitally important. I think... Where and a lot of players were missing, whether they're rested or rotate or whatever, they're in their preparation, they're just not ready to play today. I think a lot of those holes were in defence, so it may yeah. have exposed yeah, a little bit yeah. more. So and even front of the ball, you know, Jack Martin doesn't play today, and yep. he's he's just the ultimate. We are paying him a lot of money, but he is the well, ultimate. Well, Honey didn't play, but he's the ultimate bonus footballer. Yeah, Jack Martin, you're Actually, going. Corey Durden did some really nice things. Did some today. nice things. Yeah. Did some nice things. Do you want to talk about the ruck situation briefly? Or the lack of it. Mm. It's. Murkov looked knackered after one contest. <laughs> it was. A, it was like you've just come on the ground. You are gassed. Yeah, he did a. What was his name, Sean? Uh, Josh Deluca. He did a Josh Deluca, but his output wasn't as good as Josh's. But and Josh had a bit more in the tank. Josh, yeah, Josh no, could he, go no, for more he, than two he, minutes. Oh, mate, Murkov was is a bit of a nitro button. You pushed it, and which tank and was furious. empty? Fast and the furious. You're gone too soon. Gone too quick. He's, um, um, he's just he's, he's emptied the tank after one contest and looked a bit knackered. But he's there was no TDY. TDY. TDK. TDY. I was uh, the for, for my colleague of mine. The cassette. 
Um, um, look, Murkov is an unbelievably raw prospect. Very raw. He will play the entire year in the twos, and we will have a much better impression of what he is in August. So where's TDK at? Because he's not playing this game either. N- no, no. Uh, he's obviously got some waylaid with some kind of uh, injury concern. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not, I'm not so sure he's a ruckman, to be honest. I think he needs to be because I don't think Pitnet is a That's, genuine mate, number one. This ruckman. is what I was trying to get at. You've got some real reservations about Big Pitto. Yeah. I just don't think he's that. He's not a genuine. As far as, far as providing a. Con- and a lot of people keep throwing the stats at me about. His stats, and whatever. His, his stats are incredibly deceiving. I don't want another Robbie he, Warnock in the sense that after the centre bounce or the throw in. What are you doing? My concern with with Pitto is he's he is less effective than his stats would lead you to believe. Correct. Like to the eye, you're like, oh Jesus. I think he's look. He's I don't think he's a genuine <laughs> AFL ruck. Uh, let alone a number one AFL ruck. I think that's a real area of concern for us. I've got a hold on TDK. I love TDK. I'm not convinced he's a number one AFL ruck. And then Alex Murkov has got two good minutes in him. So <laughs> at the moment, at the moment, <laughs> so that is a real area of concern. We spoke about this two years ago that we lose Matty Cruiser, and you're kind of still scratching around, going, "Who's the next guy?" Yeah, I'm a little bit more convinced that TDK is the ruck option. Okay, oh, and, look, not, not, and not just by way like of him. we don't have anybody else. I think to quote the great man. I like him. There's a, <laughs> he hasn't. He's never mentioned Tom DeConning's name. What does he call? But him? he'd stuff it up. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. it'd be great when he when he eventually lets it out. Nothing will ever beat Gib because <laughs> it's like Bunning. <laughs> it's just the S. I like Tony it, Gib. doesn't put the S on it in the end of anything. What happened to Tony today? I thought he was coming. No, nah, it was not. Uh, Time wasn't conducive to What Tony. do you mean? He's a retired man. Yeah, but, you know... What do you mean the time wasn't conducive? Thomas Down isn't around the corner from Princess Park, oh, so Jesus it's... Jesus um, Christ. He had a real busy morning. It's like, you know, and Ted, Ted said, can you set the alarm for 10.30? I've got a big day tomorrow. Um, and then lastly, I've just got a bit of chatter here. This is just more a stream of consciousness, watch this space, quasi-rant. Just about being open and transparent. The Carlton Football Club, that's, that's not good from whoever number six is. Um, Carlton guy just let his man slip through his fingers on the behind post and run into a... Mm, all he had to do was literally push him into the all behind he, post. All he had to do was actually stick the tackle or just nudge him out of play. Instead, he decided, I won't do either, and you can run into a goal. Um, just open... Question, and I've, I've only thought of this now, sorry, Sean, because I've noticed that he's on the ground. Given Liam Jones... You're talking the, about Luke we'll call it the Liam Jones situation. Why isn't Parks... I don't think they Heck like Parks. Been the one to I've got a concern they don't like him. I'm not sure. I didn't mind him. He's not a number two defender. I think he could have done the Plowman role today. Just yeah, as that's a, what I'm saying. As like, I watch this, you know, because Plowman's not there. Um, transparency at the Carlton Football Club hasn't been a strong suit for a while. Nope. And, and look, these aren't... I don't want to make a big, big deal of these. These are just little things that you kind of go, I'd like us to be better at. Just as a football club, I'd just like us to be better at them. They're not... They're not game-breaking, epoch-defining things, but they're just little things that when you, you do them often enough, they add up to a better whole. So this is a comment in two parts. The AGM is as dry as an event can possibly get every single year, but it is an important staple in the club's year-to-year operations. 
the ADM happened this week. Really? Online, all that kind of stuff because yeah. of COVID, whatever. Hiding behind the COVID curtain is everyone does because it's just more convenient. Everyone does it. I'm not having a pure pot at Carlton no, for that. No. Everybody everyone does has it. taken yeah. COVID as the greatest excuse of all time to shut the curtains and now we can't have anyone over. Don't worry about it. So the AGM was on. They sent out an email and it was. I think Putin used that as a why are you invading the Ukraine? It's COVID. COVID. It's COVID. <laughs> it's COVID related. COVID complications. You know how it works. The uncertainty in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, so we have the AGM. Yes, there was an email sent out about it. But like a lot of things that Carlton do that are quite official, whether it's with the board, whether it's with all that stuff, it is not terribly accessible. It's like you trying to find ticketing information on the website. This should be front and centre. Where is it? Mm. And then the other effect of that too is just a little bit of chatter. We spoke to Terry, shout out, the aesthetic beast again. Um, and he mentioned he'd had a chat with, with figures at the club. Just open training and it being like intra-clubs and the like, we were sort of embarrassed by a little bit of you know what we did last week with our intra clubs and you compare it to what other clubs were doing live streams commentary yep take you inside the tent have a look come on come down if you can come down come down have a watch etc mm. we're still very mate there are teams that train on the busiest street in melbourne yeah they can't hide anything that's right and we are we are just too quick to shut the doors and that sort of stuff it is just a little thing but there are, there are plenty of people who love the footy club that want to know every single piece of information they can possibly get out of it. Give it to us. It's not hurting anyone. Give that, it to but us. But that advantage lasts two weeks. So if you, look, you, you open the gates and a scout, a representative from a, a rival club is in there, you lock them out. Do you reckon after round one, round two, they're not picking up no, this is the thing that needs to change. You are 100%. You've hit the nail on the head. This idea of protecting your IP, clubs will look at all the footage that will be available from today's broadcast. There will be behind-the-goal stuff available as well. And they'll pick it apart tomorrow. Hmm. What we're doing, what St Kilda are doing, we'll have that from Melbourne's game today. This idea of protecting this IP, it is the most... It's just nonsensical. Sean, you watch the Premier play every single year. They're not hiding anything in game day. That's right. It's it's. We know how Melbourne played. We knew how Richmond played. We know how, or we knew how Hawthorne played. We couldn't fucking replicate it if we tried. No, and that's the thing. Like we all know what the other team's going to try to do. It is very rare that an AFL team springs a genuine surprise structurally or selection-wise on the like because the opposition teams know one another so well because they have full-time professionals, full-time professionals mm. studying every second of every game, etc. So. Like, I just think that it takes a massive or will take a huge culture shift away from what we've been in the past, which is a very insular, when it comes to connection, a very lazy closed shop that I think unfortunately regards its fans as a necessary nuisance. I think Carlton has for too long had an attitude about its fan base that there's enough of them out there to keep us going and, geez, that's good for us because, fuck, we're lucky to have that. But at the same time, you go to the shop and there's nothing at the shop. You come here today and there's one food outlet open. There was there's one guy selling coffee. There's, one poor bastard. There's two gates open servicing everyone that wants to come in. And it's like... The queue was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You? And you're like... We, we spoke about it with, with Paul, shout out, um, and even Terry, that just all hands to the pump for an hour. Hmm. Everyone Get in everyone a, in. Everyone in a Carlton shirt who is working in admin or whatever, all hands to the pump, open up a couple of extra gates, let's go. Get them in, once they're in, whatever. And then as we spoke to Terry, 
just open up training. Have one gate open at the legend stand. Someone goes and shuts it when the training's just about done. You can only exit through those turnstiles. What are they worried about? We joked with Terry. What are they worried about? Yeah, but someone... back in the day, you just walk through the front door. 100%. Walk out past the cafe, which has now been dismantled. and. But what are they worried about, Fab? Are they worried about someone sleeping the night in the legend stand? Maybe they're worried about someone stealing footballs. Maybe they're worried. They should be worried about someone stealing footballs. They should be worried about someone collecting dozens of footballs over the course of. You know what you're like. I saw a thing on Twitter the other week about it. It was a post from um, a Coles, a Coles uh, shop, Safeway or whatever. And there was there's this old man. Safeway. There's this old man who go. I'm not calling it Woolworths. They can rebrand all they want. It was Safeway for 25 years of my life. It was also called Coles New World, Sean. I don't yeah, but I didn't get New World. So it was just calls for me. But okay. you're, you remind me, your footy-stealing fetish reminds yeah. me... <laughs> that story wasn't about me, but anyway. It was. There was a, there's this old man that goes to Coles, and the, the, um, the store had posted a thing saying, we would like to speak to this man if you know him, because he steals, like, cheese. So they've got, like, all this security footage of him wandering around and just pocketing cheese. You're probably like that. You're probably this guy. You, you're a myth. You're like a spectre at, at the guy that used to steal the footies. <laughs> Anyone seen him? Yeah. Got a Shout out to the. Uh, you, what are your balls? Have got the like local Warrandyte Coles and their self-service checkouts. <laughs> You've got. Uh, <laughs> you, what have your footies got on them? They've got Telly Choice on them, don't they? <coughs> uh, yeah. So, so just in the end, I said, it, "Look, was it, it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as I said, like, just. Just open the doors. If people want to come and watch training, let them come and watch. Mm. Train on the side of the ground where the player, like where the fans are. Mm. Like you know, all these little tiny things. You know, spend a couple of minutes high fiving. Take a photo with a fan if they've come down to watch. All these little things. Just be accessible for ten minutes. Yep. Just be accessible for ten minutes. And I'm going to say it, Sean. And it's probably not going to be the only time I say it this year. It's not that hard. It's not hard. Like say for instance, imagine if you brought Harvey down. Yep. Who's not at the moment. He's not a footy nut. No. But if you brought Harvey down... Loved the grand final. There you go. That might have been the turning point. The spectacle. But if you brought Harvey down and you, you sit down there in the legend stands and the boys come over and one of them comes over and gives him a high five or whatever... Yep. Day made. Yeah. And you know what? He'll probably remember that for the rest of his life. It sounds so stupid. It's not. But you've got this, this young kid who will eventually, however, find his love for footy, however great that love is, well, time will tell. But if you just give it a little kick along... Give him a high five, have a photo, you know, fucking handball in the footy or whatever. All these little things just make fans stick around, makes them feel good about themselves. It might be inconvenient for a club to do it, I get it, but Jesus Christ, it's not hard. They bust a gut, Sean. You should have said it. In- <laughs> he said it earlier. Oh, I did. It's, 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 a slip of the, it's a slip of the tongue that I just can't avoid sometimes, but I'm saying they try so hard in other areas... Fan engagement's the easiest thing but, to do. That's yeah, so what I'm saying. And then you, you know. Fan engagement is the easiest thing to do. Like, it sounds sort of like. You lose yourself in a glass of water. Is that a, is that a saying? Uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, I just rip out what Tony says. It makes more sense in Italian. <laughs> it's like my dad would tell me a joke. And if I don't laugh, it's better in Italian. Yeah, well, tell it in Italian. I can <laughs> that's explain. right. Um, but look, just, just one of those little things. He's told me the same joke four times, by the way, oh, on four different occasions. He must Got really to the point like that it. last time, Mum said to him, he knows the joke. <laughs> <laughs> when Sophie's telling him, it's a problem. But yeah, just little things. Today wasn't too bad, but you're like, there shouldn't be massive lines to get into the venue. There should be more than one food outlet open. There was one coffee uh, stand and one sausage stand. 
you know, we've got we're, we're, the, we're contained the to the legend been, stand. It would, it would have been, oh, they would give a cut to the club or whatever. Just tell, put on the website. Just arrange. Do you have a coffee cart? Do you have a, do you have a food van? Right? Do you have a food van? Just turn up. We'll set you we've up. Got, we've got X number of spaces there yeah. until spoken for. They're available. And that's it. Provided as a service, it costs you nothing. Yeah, you won't make anything off it, but who gives a shit? Well, you're not also buying the food to sell. You're not having to worry about catering. You're not having to worry about where do we put it after? What do we mm. do with the leftovers? I'm going to call bullshit on the... I'm not calling bullshit on the quote. I um, can't remember if it was who told us, but apparently it costs the club $6,000... To stage an event. To stage today. I want to know whether... whether they said... Well, the illusion was it cost $6,000 to stage a training session. Open training yeah, session. Yeah, sorry, yeah. And you're like, that's, that's ridiculous. Bullshit. Just open the gate and then have someone, have the fucking venue coordinator. Mm. Say training say training starts at 9.30. Yep. Open the gate at the back there, perfect. And then just have him wander around at 11 o'clock and close the gate. It's a little bolt. It's a little <laughs> bolt. Just have him wander around. Clock. You don't need security. You don't need... I know it's probably... could probably do an MC Labor a deal or something. But you don't need to worry about overexpending and just have him go around, close the gate, do a little PA thing on a speaker saying, look, uh, exit. just exit outside the turnstiles at gate five. Uh, thanks for coming. Fantastic. What did you say to Terry before? No one's going to try and sleep in the legends there. Well, what are they worried about? <laughs> Someone sleeping in the construction site? Fine. Actually, they could do a lot worse than do a sleepover, pitch a tent in the middle of the... during summer. If someone went over to the construction side, they'd probably achieve more than what's... Uh... Mate, they've just got back to work now. There were some very, very, very disappointing scenes from the construction workers during the game. Nothing going on. We'll get we'll get tweets saying, oh, no, nah, they weren't allowed to operate machinery during the game. Yeah, because a player might accidentally wander into the construction yeah. side. Because 100,000 people don't make more noise than a, uh, a cherry picker and... I've got a bone to Forklift. pick. I've got a bone to pick with just general shit like that. On the on the drive here today, I drove through four or five traffic projects. Lots of bollards, fab. Lots of cones. Lots of flashing lights. Not a single worker. They were so protected, Sean, that you can't even see them. They were camouflaged yeah. in the work site. It's it's overkill. It's over the top. Well, fab, it's been a pleasure to do this with you again today. We're done. We're done. We've got nothing else to talk about. It's been nice. Just been nice to catch up with you. We don't want to do a solid full-on. No, no, no. We'll do, that with, we'll do that with Timbo. So we've kind of touched on a few little, little bits and pieces from a season preview perspective, but nothing too major. A little bit about today. Pizza um, ninety-five, Sean. Zero ninety-five. Zero ninety-five. Whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, at uh, Jackson Court. Not bad. Had it? Yeah, no. not bad. Why? I'm saying. Well, have you had it? No, not yet. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. I don't. Th- I like. I prefer Doc. Yep. In uh, Ligon Street, I think that's probably better. Similar pizzas, and then location-wise, it's it's obviously not. I in don't the same mind. Area, I so. go to uh, Pizza Forno at uh, Tunstall Square, which used to be Pizza uh, Forno. Yeah, which used to be La Porchetta. You're not going to try a Forno. Uh, no. Um, you know what that means? No. Pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> it means pizza oven. I love it. Their store is just what they're making the pizzas in. I like yeah. it. They're not too bad. They're okay. Yeah. Um, that there where the old La Porchetta used to be. Okay. So the, the La Porchetta went out and they just... I don't know if they're probably... The, I don't know if they're the same owners. It's weird. It's basically the same restaurant, just rebranded. So anyway, thanks for listening in. It's been fantastic to have you. Back on deck for season 2022. We'll make a habit out of doing these now that the season's almost upon us. Yeah, we'll, we'll get one out every... You know, couple of weeks until the season starts. Well, we'll have when, to do... When is round one date? Three, week, three weeks from today. 
So maybe we'll do one in two weeks. So it's the week after the long weekend? I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, look on, look out for that when it comes back. We'll have the good doctor back on deck. It'll be great to yeah. have him. Um, also, uh, you know, give Sean's podcasts, other podcasts a listen. The uh, Too Long Don't Listen is Too one Long of them. Don't Listen. And the weekly watch list. We're not going to do a Too Long Don't Listen until maybe... Actually, no, I will be doing a Too Long Don't Listen next week for Batman. Oh, the movie you didn't invite me to? Yep. I have watched The Mandalorian Season 1. You can join me. Do you want to use the mic properly? Your mic discipline's been disgusting today. I've, I've tried to keep it close to my chest. It's been as bad as Tim's. You're going to it's listen to this. It's been consistent, though. Consistently poor, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll do one for Batman, and uh, then Obi-Wan comes out in May, so we'll do one for Obi-Wan. Is Obi-Wan a movie or a TV show? A six-part TV show. Yeah. So With we'll do one for that. Oh, mate, Hayden's back. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a flashback. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they work that in. But no, no, excellent. It's been great to do it. Back, back. Well, here I am trying to spruik your shows, Sean. Well, I want cut, to wrap the show up. Cutting me up. Cut me, cutting me up. Cutting me off. <laughs> uh, Fab? That's Webby, by the way. Who? Nick Webb. Just, he's talking to... Oh, there you go. Um, Paolo. Good stuff. Shout out to Webby when you listen to this. Shout you could have just turned, turned around and given us a wave, but you didn't. We could just, you could just yell at him to get his attention. <laughs> um, Fabian? That's Sean, it. that's it. Uh, done for the whatever this episode is. Arrivederci, ragazzi. This is this is our preseason, Sean. Yeah, it, may, it may not be good, and we don't care. Hey, we're just, we're I don't just know. The cobwebs I'll be out. interested to see people's thoughts on deal breakers. On deal breakers. Yeah, you know, we, we've a segment you've already forgotten about. I like that. Oh yeah, the the, the, the jarred, you didn't mind it. The jarred farts. You didn't mind it. I like it as a concept. Yeah, yeah. cool. Specifically, the jarred farts topic. Because we need stuff of that caliber so if you come yeah. across please get in touch with us i'm on the lookout for similar stories or similar mm. deal breaking things but if you have an idea for a deal breaker get in, in touch yeah. and we'll hashtag we'll, farts. um <laughs> we'll get in touch uh very good for me sean peter much thank you very much fabian's already done his thing for him goodbye Arrivederci. catch you next time
spill And if the boys wanna fight, you better let them That jukebox in the corner blasting out my favorite song Tonight to get warmer, it won't be long Won't be long till summer comes Now that the boys are here again 